Anyway. Are we just going to okay. start? Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Bradbury. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Classic. Okay. This right. is like the perfect start. <laughs> Lewis. Bradbury. How are you today? I've got a new favourite pencil. Yes. Go on. Yeah. I got the Statler 925. It's fantastic. Is that? That looks like a mechanical pencil. It is mechanical, but it's a 2mm mechanical, which has been a revelation. Why is it a revelation? I, I don't know. I just, I, I've, I've had the problem with pencils. I like writing in pencils, but they never stay sharp long enough to maintain a crisp line. So you figured you'd but go the, for the mechanical something ones. that's so wide to start off with that it's uh, just like drawing in the ground with a stick. Yeah, something like that. But this one, right, the, the Mars Technio, it's got like a, it's got like a very fine little sharpener thing in the in the other end. Oh, I see. Oh, it's which... one of those. I got you. I got you. It's not one. It's not yeah. one of the. It's not one of the mechanical pencils with the little like 0.5 mil. No, got it's it. Not. Yes. Yeah, I've had a handful of them, and I, and they're too. I find them too fine. Whereas this one at two mil, you'd think it would be fatter, but then the sharpener in the in the other end of the nib. Just you just need to give it a couple of twists and it it comes back straight to a point. It's lovely. So lovely. you you mentioned this and you said you have ordered three more. Is it three more? Yeah, I, I may have made a mistake. They're about ten pound each, and then I've I'm ordered confused four as more to why you would order. I, I'm confused as to why you would order more actual pencils when all you need is more lead for your pencil, as it were. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So my thinking. I like to have a pencil in the office. I like to have a pencil in my bag. I like to have a pencil. At so it's a home. transportation issue. Yes, and a couple of free floaters as well. So you've always got a pencil. So so what I what I don't like, what I tend to have problems with is is using different stationery in different locations. They don't write the same. So I like to have the same pen and the same pencil in every location. I would like to pull so on I've this thread. Bought, hmm, I've, I've spent I, nearly 40 or £50 pound on mechanical pencils okay, in the yeah. last few days. I would like to pull on this thread a bit more to find out whether you feel the need to replicate your life in other ways in different geographical locations. Well, I've got, I've got about 15 of the same pen as well. And I only write with the same pen. And I've got three of the same notepad. I mean, admittedly, we're talking about stationery here, but do you, you know? Do you have different families dotted about the place? You know, <laughs> I don't know how people would do that. Just think about how you do your tax return. That would be hell, wouldn't it? I don't think you could do it. <laughs> would you let the would 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 you let the accountant in if you had like multiple families? I don't like here's here's my here's the tax return for wife one and dependents one through three. And then for family two, wife two and dependents four through seven. Oh, you could. I, I suppose you'd, you'd claim the claim the dependents. You just wouldn't mention wives two through six. That would be crazy. Uh, can you tell it's been? It was tax return like last week. It's still on my mind. Still yeah, on well, mind. It, it, it was for you. Everyone else got about yeah. got about the way months ago. Months ago, years ago. What have you been up to? Uh, I moved into a new co-working space. 
um, on... Mo- moved in, sounds like you're sleeping there. Well, you know, I might as well at this point. Uh, yeah, on Wednesday, I kind of, I went along. I'd been there before, I tried out a couple, and I decided I need somewhere that is not my home to have a bit more separation between work and, and it's not that, work. It's quite amusing to look to look behind you right now, and I assume that's your spare bedroom, but it's it's more amusing if that's your master bedroom. It is, a ma- it is my master bedroom. This is a one-bedroom flat. It's a, it, they basically decided to have one extremely large bedroom instead of two smaller and more practical bedrooms. And so there is literally no separation between work and life, which is one of the reasons why I decided I needed somewhere. I like the complete lack of any colour, personalisation or, or comfort in your bedroom. It's just white with a with a very simple I, bed. I will have you know it's like cream. I will have you know it's cream. It also, looks like a Swedish prison. Well, Sweden has the best prisons. Um, I didn't say it was a nasty prison. <laughs> so where's the co-working space? It is in sort of like the middle of Cardiff. It's about 10, 15 minutes on the bus for me. So it's a... I haven't created a horrible commute for myself. And it's okay. The biggest problem I'm having is um, the lack of a standing desk. It's been... I've basically <laughs> been working there for a day and a half and my back is killing me. Uh, are you so yes. are you going to be the douche that, that gets one of them, like... Uh, Attachments you put on top of the table that raises up, like like a laptop stand that can sort of like on legs. I, I hadn't even considered that. Um, probably not. So so I got uh, I've got my personal experience with standing decks started when I was working at a design agency, and I decided to try it and and acquired a load of old, I think they were old iMac boxes. Um, and put them on top of my desk at the time, and then balanced precariously. Oh no, it was it was a uh, it was an IKEA, not a lack. Was it the you know the one the really standard coffee table, the square one made of cardboard, yes. and everyone has it, very chunky. I put one of them on top of the desk, and then um, and then another box on top of it to raise up. Balanced my computer very precariously on top of it, and then stood at my desk in this design agency, and I was mocked mercilessly by everyone else in the in the in the room because like like seven or eight other people in the room, and they they thought this was hilarious. Now after the first day, I really wanted to sit down, but because they'd teased me so much, I kind of had to stand and work through the pain. And ever since then, I've I've had standing desks suffered, um, but I think it I think it was only through the mocking and 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 ultimate hubris uh, of thinking I could do it that has pushed me through the first horrible period. So I think you should do that in your co-working space. Get a cheap IKEA little coffee table and put it on the desk, and you know social stigma be damned. I'm interested into as to why you needed quite so many boxes on top of the desk, seeing as you're so short. I am. <laughs> yeah. It was very precarious. I, I would say that it, it did not. It did not work very well at all, um, and I had to have. I also had like my the office phone didn't reach, and then nothing else reached. It was it was a terrible, terrible situation. I quit there not long after actually, and bought myself a proper standing desk. Did it not have related. anything to do with the mockery or? 
No, no. I think I think it was just I think I think the the search for a standing desk was 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 <laughs> was a symptom of I'm a bit bored of this job other than anything else. <laughs> so maybe furniture will save me. <laughs> I did an yeah, entire degree will, on that basis. <laughs> that worked really well, didn't it? Oh yes. Um, what are you working on then? I presume it's not just co-working spaces. Uh, it's not. Place. It's not just co-working spaces. No, I'm um, coming to the end of a long-running project, um, which shall remain nameless. In fact, there's two sort of startups which are related, and they're all based on Laravel. And I've mostly been wrangling Laravel queues for more time than I care to remember. Which it turns out it's is work, really oh dear god. <laughs> <laughs> Much like many things in Laravel, they work up to a point, and then when they don't, it all becomes very difficult. Uh, so yes, I've mostly been trying to figure out how to make everything run in a way that is efficient and doesn't take forever, and doesn't run out of order, and doesn't cause me to sob through the night. So that's been my... I'd say lose all your hair, but that's that's gone. Oh, that ship sailed. Mine's- that, that ship sailed following yours. long before I started using Laravel. <laughs> how about you? Didn't you say? Didn't you say about how many? I, I remember you told me this on Slack the other day about how many jobs a single request generates. Oh God, yes, it's an obscene. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere. So I estimated it would be about eight thousand, um, but it's actually closer to twelve per request. No, so well. It basically we're performing research on um, various sort of phrases and keywords and that sort of thing, um, and so a project has a bunch of related um, phrases, and then we perform research on those phrases. And the idea was it would have maybe a hundred of these phrases, and we would then perform research on on all of those and collate the results and come up with some sort of recommendation. Um, and that, I thought, would result in about 8,000. So re- requesting that the research is run for that set of keywords, I thought would be about 8,000 requests. It's more like 12,000, and it turns out it'll be more like 200 keywords, not 100. So, yes. I'm sure it'll run fine. No problem. It's, it is actually running fine, bizarrely, which really makes me very, very nervous, because this just means it, it's only a matter of time before... It's actually running. Yeah, this means it's only a matter of time before it goes wrong, rather than it's gone wrong. I can do something about it. That's fine, isn't it? I'm sure once, as soon as you've, as soon as you've delivered it, you won't immediately forget the intricacies and Not stay completely fresh in your mind. I, I, I remember everything about the code I have written. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, How about you? On my side, I'm, I'm pretty close to delivering. We're in the ramp up to delivering the fourth version of Previs, the 4.0, which is meant to launch. I think it's meant to launch the last week in February or the first week of March. Um, when are you talking about version I, four um, a while back? Yeah, I know. It, it started out as a quick rebuild of of the view page, and then like, oh wow, we can tweak the UX here. And then it, it's been it's been like nine months now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. It's meant to be like a six week sprint and. I you know hate this how, happens at you know Basecamp how... all the time. <laughs> I know, you know, ship, ship, ship early, ship often. Um, kind of, it's absorbed my life. Um, so we've completely rebuilt the whole damn thing. I don't think I don't think there's actually a single part of it 
Well, on the client side, I, I, the actual back end is largely the same. The actual client side is almost entirely fresh, uh, which is ridiculous. It's like three or four separate, huge, hugely complex things. <laughs> I've rebuilt all all the damn things. Um, anyway, so I, I've been working mostly on the on the timeline UX. Actually, I had a bit the complex part which has taken most of the week, has been handling the UX for... So a bit of context. It looks a bit like um, like a, a movie timeline where you've got modules in layers and the modules correspond to a 3D viewer and you map things into the 3D viewer, which you know about. But the new version, um, the new version, the modules... So what I've been working on is the, mod, is the logic to handle... <laughs> how you how how a user moves the modules around within the layers and how to stop them shooting themselves in the foot basically. So the the premise was this has to work as good as After Effects or Premiere or something like from a from a UX. Oh, I love I, I love it of, when you said it. Unrealistic goal. Oh yeah, yeah, unrealistic goal, and then um, three days. So I'm sure this is going to go up. So what I've been trying to figure out is how to handle the actual underlying logic so if you drag a module into a layer and the layer's got like seven or eight different modules already in the layer how do i calculate the bounding positions and where it can actually drop in the layer versus where you actually let go of it in the layer um and it it kind of works i mean you know that sort of thing where you've been working on it for so long and then it suddenly starts to work and you're not entirely sure if you've actually fixed it or you're just going a little bit crazy and it seems to work. Um, It seems to work. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some reason why this can't work, but it seems to work now. So So what I'm going to do, I'm going to commit and do a pull request and then close the branch and then we're going to move on to something else before anyone notices that there must be some reason this can't work. But it seems to work. Well, as long as it's not a central part of the whole thing. No, it's the, it's the damn well core of the system. So, um, so I'm sure... So in next episode, we'll talk about how I had to rebuild it uh, because there were some fundamental flaws in my logic. But until that point, I'm oh, just going to shift. It, only if the next episode is not for another nine months. Well, I don't know. We've been doing them pretty consistently every two weeks. For like, what episode is this? Is this episode like 300 or something? I mean, I, I don't have any usage. I lost count a long time ago. Did, did you, do you have any listener stats? I don't think I've seen any. I assume we've got hundreds of thousands of people listening to this because they've been on for so long. I'm get, I think that's how it works. You basically stick yeah, around yeah. for long enough and maybe we've just had hundreds of thousands of listeners over the lifetime. They just only ever listen to one episode and move on. But it still well, counts. I've only listened to one. Look, I'm just looking. This has been now 15 and a half minutes. No, less than that. 14 minutes, thereabouts. And my daily commute is about 13 minutes. So I say we leave it there because I don't want to listen to a podcast that's longer than my commute. That is fair enough. And next time you can tell me about all the podcasts we should be listening to instead of this one. Oh, yeah. So I just started, talking of that, I just started a new podcast from the Smithsonian uh, called Side Door. I would recommend that one. It's pretty good. It's all about okay. their private collections and interesting things in the collection and stories that aren't usually shown to visitors. It's very is good. This, is this like your YouTube recommendations where every now and again you'll ping me and say, I've got this fantastic recommendation to watch somebody building a 
a shed with a screwdriver <gasps> and a coat hanger. So, so on my YouTube recommendations, <laughs> I've got one called Sally Cooks. I think it's Sally Cooks or Sally Sally Chef or Sarah. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's the most offensive cooking show. Oh, this you'll ever is see. what you it, showed me. Yes, you yeah, told me about yeah. this. It, she's she's beyond morbidly obese, and it's it's amazing. And she cooks the worst things you've ever seen with the most amount of calories, and then consumes them all. Oh, every uh, every time it comes up in my recommendations, I involuntarily click on it because <laughs> it's horrible. It's I, I assumed you were going to say object, but no, you watch. I do object, but you know, you know the sort of thing where you, you kind of want to watch it because it's horrible. No. I go, oh, that's horrible. I wish, I kind of, YouTube needs some sort of recommendation system to be aware that I hate this. I'm watching it, but I hate this. But then I suppose for them, it just looks like the same. That sounds a lot more like YouTube needs some sort of system to recognise your personal failings and accommodate them. (laughs) It does, it does. Do you have any terrible podcast or YouTube recommendations? I don't have any terrible podcasts or YouTube recommendations. Um, I have been mostly binge watching Netflix of late. Which what have you been watching? Netflix, just yeah. Netflix as a whole. Just Netflix. Just, just I just started at the beginning. I figured I'll just ah. keep on watching until I get to the end of it all. Um, yeah. I actually ploughed through five seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine for reasons <sighs> that I find hard to justify. But you know, <laughs> title of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, meta. Yeah, <laughs> solid goal, that. That works, doesn't it? Right. I oh. think we should end on that. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Okay. Right. I'll see you next time. Catch Bye. you next time. Cheers. <laughs>